Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And Stat Pat to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the Profanity Nation. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. We've got an outstanding show for you today. We've got an amazing guest in Anthony Henderson. Uh, he played several characters. We're going to get to that in winning time, uh, as well as just being a great basketball player and content creator. Yeah. Uh, but first, as always, let me introduce my co-host, uh, my guy to my right, Money Mike. How you feeling? Man, it's been some upsets. Today. There's been some upsets, and we gotta talk about that. Some I'm game good, seven man. upsets for sure. I'm good. We just gotta make sure we get them Celtics out somehow. Right, they're still in the game. They're man. still in the game. <laughs> I like Jason Tatum though. No hate on him. Yeah, he's a Kobe disciple. That's why we love yeah. him. Uh, Stat Pat, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. Obviously, uh, in Luca, we trust. Right. I mean, man, he came through tonight. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Uh, Anthony Henderson, thank you for joining us. Let's do a brief introduction. And then, as usual, we always start with a gentleman by the name of Marco Nunez, okay. uh, former athletic trainer for the Lakers, and we go over some injury things. But first, let's give a brief introduction for you so you're not just sitting here. Uh, Anthony Henderson, a great basketball player. Uh, you just recently finished up a wonderful experience, and everybody's talking about the show. HBO smash hit winning time. You played several characters on there. Um, it was your basketball greatness, which got you there. If I'm correct. For sure. um, do you ever have any nagging injuries or anything? Um, I mean, I think as of late, well, first I want to say thank y'all for having me. Oh, you get into the injuries. Dang. Uh, I mean, I think as of late, you know, a lot of just not stretching as much, you know, not one, Probably pulling a few muscles here and there, but nothing, nothing serious. Nothing major. Okay, well, if you do have any questions, now's the time. Okay. We're going to go ahead and bring him in. Uh, yeah, let's I would go say, because Marco will be having you stretching up deep his driving. So. Yes. <laughs> let's go ahead and bring him on right now. Uh, uh, the professional athletic trainer, our boy, our guy, Marco Nunez. Let's bring him on. Hey, Marco, how you doing? Hey. Doing well, doing well. How are you guys doing? Man, we good, man. We good. Hey, so uh, I wanted to ask you this last week, but, of course, it was Mother's Day, so we didn't have a chance to. Um, I wanted to kind of go over that um, John Morant in, in injury. Um, mm -hmm. And we're going to play a video for you. We're going to do a little different because I'm going to give you my uneducated, unmedical degree opinion. <laughs> on from the fan point of view, from which the is fan point of Because I looked at it, you know, you know how they've been playing it over and over and over again. I'm going to tell you where I thought he got hurt. And then you tell me your, your, uh, your professional opinion of it. Is that okay? Okay. All right, cool. So we're gonna we're gonna play it right now. So we got so we got John Man going in there, and right right when he extends his leg, right where is it? Not that part. Back up a little bit. Right right before he goes, he yes. extends his leg further, you know, further, and then he bends up, and then they bump knees. I think that's where the injury happened. Right, right there. Right there, yeah, right. There. right. Okay. I think that tug on that knee it, it, it did nothing. Now, now I think that they they they're using that and trying to say thirty plays of showmanship. But I believe before he pulled on his knee, when he plant, planted it and extended from that point, that's when he got the knee bruise. Now, can I? Wait, what's your opinion on that? Correct. So, so when we're looking at at the knee bruise, most likely what what happened is when just like you mentioned is when he loaded that knee and he he, he created that motion. It wasn't on the push up; it was more on the landing. Um, now, the impact by that opponent that kind of he kind of pushed his knees, which made made it made, made his knee kind of change direction. That's also very common. So I think that's probably when the bone bruise kind of happened. He landed. He planted. The forces came in. That uh, the the knee from the opposing player came in, which kind of changed the direction of the knee. And that's probably most like when the bone bruise kind of was created. Right. Okay, cool. So you agree with me that the little hand tug thing, you know, I, I, I don't think personally, like if you're in a heat of battle and I could, we will ask Anthony more about that. Like, I think that's just something that kind of happened. Like you're not yeah. going to say, Oh, here's my opportunity. to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think everything is so bang, bang, so fast that there's okay. no way that he so can intentionally. Correct. That was just an unintentional bump. That was, you know, you can tell he was trying to gain position also to try to kind of stop uh, a Jay from, from kind of moving and also help trying to get make him change direction. Um, I don't see that as any anywhere near being intentional whatsoever. Plus, you're moving so fast. 
that the odds of you like, you know what? Oh, now I'm going to jump in right now. Now I'm going to hit him with me. By the time you realize that and you try to make a move, he's already gone. <laughs> There's no, yeah. no that quick. It is, is my memory serving me right, Marco? Was uh, the Steve Nash injury when he was on the Lakers similar? Was a knee to the back there or something like that? Right. There was something very similar to that. I think he kind of butt knees to try to change direction. He stopped. He kind of tried to pivot and somebody else came almost very identical. You're right. Very identical to what you saw right now. Okay. That's what I thought. That was very yeah. reminiscent. Of Hopefully Jaws back quicker because uh, Nash didn't really make it. Well, Jaws way younger. Though. I was going to say, well, Steve Nash was 30. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> There Steve, too. Steve yeah. Nash unfortunately was older. He was towards, I think, uh, I think he came and joined us for like one year or two years just to kind of maybe give yeah. a, a last kind of hurrah, see what, what he can do. Um, Jay Moran, on the other hand, is he's it's different, he's he's a lot younger. Um, yeah, Steve it's retirement for Steve, Steve Nash, right yeah. there, right yeah. there. Oh, yeah, that was that was retirement, yeah. going away there, like yeah. you know, that was all the, the, the Lakers help you move out to the Southern Lakers California. Have beat me bad all these years, so now I'm going to take some money. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah. I don't know, I'm just going to be honest. So, so one, one more thing to that. So, I mean, you know, the bone brewers, we know typically there, there was uh, there's not really uh, a whole lot you could do to try to get them to play. Obviously, you weren't able to, it just rest is the only thing that that would have really helped that. Correct. Yeah, I mean, there's a few medications, stuff like that, you could probably take out there, but then nothing's out there proven. Like I said, the, the bone bruises, unfortunately, are very, very unpredictable. I mean, some some athletes come back within a couple of days. Um, some athletes take a couple of months, just like we saw this past season with the Lakers with none. I mean, he had the bone bruise, I think, occurred at, during preseason, and he never really returned to play the, this whole entire year. Um, I think, what is it, Embiid had one last year during the playoffs. He was out for about two weeks, something like that, came back. So, that's the one thing about the, the location of the bone bruise on the knee. Is it a weight-bearing area? Um, the position of the player, how much pivoting, how much turning. So there's a lot of factors that, that go into determining when the player comes back. And, you know, it's very bone bruise, all the stuff. So like I said, it's hard to put a timeline on these bone bruises. It's, it's super difficult. And even if someone does, it's still kind of you're like, eh. It, it becomes a guessing game. All right. I want I want to go to this, this Phoenix game real quick. Uh, with with Booker because we know that he had like the I think it was a grade one hamstring and then now he played like crap you know when I mean? he had like there was you know there was like Booker zero four he was horrible he played a horrible Terrible, game yeah. I, I yeah. get that but in back in my mind I was like wait a minute this dude literally had a hamstring injury about a week and a half ago you know that that probably is one of the main reasons why they were able to shut him down quote unquote double team him not allow him to get in the rhythm probably because he he uh his hamstring was probably still bothering it a little right bit. yeah uh that that's my opinion what do you think no i agree i mean it, 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 when it comes to an explosive sport whether it's basketball whether it's track or anything of that sort your hamstring muscle is your main power source as far as to kind of take off and stop and go and change direction once you've injured it and you know he came back pretty quick i would i would be very surprised if his hamstring was fully fully healed he probably got to the point you know this feels okay it's a playoff I can kind of go, and that's the thing about the playoffs. You don't really have time to wait to kind of fill the heels. So when he came, when he came back, obviously his game had to change a little bit. He couldn't do the same exact thing that he was able to do prior to the injury. Now, like I said, sometimes the question, you know, comes down to, hey, seven percent of my Jordan, and you're willing to take him over the player. Same thing with Devin Booker. I mean, I'm willing to take Devin Booker at about 80, 85 percent healthy and get him out there on the court. Um, God forbid anything else happens, anything worse. But yeah, it, it changes your dynamics. It changes how you play. And at the end of the day, it's also in the back of your mind. You're wondering, am I going to re-tear this? Am I going to aggravate it again? If I do this one move that I'm so used to, you know what? I'm not going to do it this time because if I do it, I may re-aggravate it. So his game changed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Makes sense. Any Uh, questions? No nagging injuries yet? No, I got one question. (laughs) There you Um, go. What's up? So I was, I was, I kind of heard a couple people say this, but I don't know how true it is. Uh, When stretching before you work out, um, is it important to try to get like a sweat before you start stretching? I heard like stretching, just like walking to the gym and start stretching isn't the best for you. But Correct. what kind of yeah. things do I would do to not pull anything before I start stretching? Correct. So there's been plenty of research done on. So, so there's, there's two types of stretches that most athletes or weekend warriors do. One's called a passive stretch, meaning you kind of the tradition, you get down on the floor, you touch your strand, hamstrings. You know, you, you pull in your calves type of thing. You do your quad type of thing. And then the other one's referred to as an active stretch where you actually get up and you're moving. You do like high knees, butt kickers, uh, uh, reverse hurdles, anything of that sort. So all mm-hmm. the research states that before activity as an athlete, you want to do more than an active stretch. 
Don't stay on the floor. Get up and move. Like you said, get that blood flowing. So when you're done with your with your active stretch, and this is what I do with all athletes, you basically have to have like a little kind of glistening, you know, just a little bit of sweat kind of going down your forehead type of thing. Your heart rate should be up. That's the type of thing that you uh, kind of activity that you want to do because you want to get the blood flowing through the muscles. The passive stretch, that's when when you leave at the end of the activity. Once you kind of go down there and kind of cool down. Uh, but for athletes, you want to do an active stretch where you get up and move. That's ideal. There's been plenty of research done. It helps with your performance and it helps get you out there on the field. Okay. That's awesome. Cool. Makes sense. Perfect. Step back. You good? Oh, yeah, I'm good. All right, Marco, yeah. we're going to let you go. His, Thank his, you. His wrist is healed, right? Yeah, his wrist is good. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to peek and go up a little bit. Your pinky's a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Thanks again for that info. You remember you had the pinky? Yeah, so you got the little pinky and you can go have some tea. Yeah, yeah I can do it, but it's a little, a little twisted, but it. We're working with it. <laughs> All you. right, I'm good. Will you please let everybody know who's watching the best way to keep up to date with what you've got going on? Yeah, if you guys have ever have any questions regarding sports injuries, recovery, um, nutrition, strength and condition, feel free to DM me on my Instagram at MarcoAngel17. And also please subscribe to my YouTube channel at Evolve Athletic Performance. That's it. Thank you so much, Marco. Appreciate we'll you, see Marco. you next week. No problem. Sounds good. Take yeah, care. Bro. Take All right, guys. That was great. Marco's always wonderful. But yeah. Let's get yeah, to some fun. Definitely. We're ready to get started. Okay, so a, a quick I'm reintroduction. Excited, yeah, I'm excited too. <laughs> okay, so we've got Anthony Henderson. Anthony, thank you for joining the Profanity Nation podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, I got a hold of Anthony through Facebook and the Winning Time uh, Facebook group, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, he was kind enough to uh, share some photos and things like that. We've got a frozen camera here. Uh, there we go. Uh, he was kind enough to share photos and some behind the scenes things, which I think was actually everyone really appreciated because you get some, yeah, some yeah, good yeah. results there. Yeah. Uh, so I reached out. And as you know, we've actually been doing uh, some series on Winning Time. Um, because we are Lakers centric here. This is a Lakers show. You're a Lakers it. fan. I love it. I love Hello. it. I love it. Um, you know, some of our shows, we go behind the scenes. We've actually interviewed uh, some former broadcasters. Uh, one gentleman in particular, Roy Firestone, mm-hmm. was a guest of the show. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was front and center um, when Magic announced that he had HIV at, wow. in the press conference. He was there when they drafted Magic. He was there when they did the, flu- the coin flip. Oh, Um, so we had him on. We've talked to him. Uh, He's been on the show a couple of times. So we've got tried to get to the bottom of, you know, it's a first of all, we love the show. Yeah. Let's just say everyone everyone out there saying it's the best show that they've seen in years. Uh, I personally do not watch a lot of TV and it was incredible. We loved it. Jeff got his girlfriend. My girlfriend loves it. She actually (laughs) loved it. Yeah. So so you guys basketball, though. Yeah, no, that's no, crazy. I, yeah, I hear that yeah, a lot. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Yeah, I don't yeah. like basketball. I still enjoy this. Um, show. Oh, you know, yeah. uh, Rodney Barnes was the yeah, yeah. writer. Rodney, uh, what yeah. Rodney did uh, there was absolutely amazing. Sure. And then the way they shot it, the cinematography, it's just so fun. But uh, all you guys, it looks like it was a fun experience. Was it a great oh, yeah, experience it was, it was on set? Blast. It was a blast. You know, I was definitely happy to be a part of that. So we had a we had a blast on set. All right, let, let, let's 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 start with with how you you kind of fell into winning time and then we'll regress and go back to kind of where you started yourself. Okay. But uh, you were saying at some point we talked a little bit, tell us a little bit how you even heard or, or caught wind that, that they were casting for a show. Yeah. So maybe it was 2019, which is crazy. It was, that's three years ago. Like right. that, that's, that's crazy. But yeah, I was like kind of just out here, you know, making my way, trying to figure, figure things out. And a guy that was on shout out to Noel, I'm going to say his name, shout out to Noel. Uh, he was the stunt double for Spencer James and all American. Uh, okay. So, yeah, he kind of knew he was in the, in the industry a little bit and he got a hold of this email where they were looking for basketball players. And at this time, no one had any clue what winning time or if it's going to be showtime. It was just this untitled Lakers project, like this, this show that was coming out. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, uh, yeah, I, bro, I'm not a, I'm not a football guy. I mean, I'm not a basketball. I'm, I'm a football guy. So here's this basketball email that I got. So go to this audition. Just go pull up. And that's what I did. That's what I did. I went and pulled up. It was like a five minute audition. and. <laughs> You know, awesome, he just told him right. run, run up and down the court. You know, they already knew what they were looking for as far as the, you know, the the arms and physique or whatever. So I walked in there and they ended up calling me back. And three years later, I'm here to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Five minutes, huh? Yeah, that, that's all it was. It was all it was. You know what, what? You know what's dope about that though is like you you fit when you walked in before you even ran. They already knew you was there. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy because, to say that because I actually was had a pull muscle. You know, I think I had pulled a muscle like two days before the audition. That's why I actually asked the guy that question, but 
yeah, I walked in. I could barely even run. Like I was, I was struggling, <laughs> but I was like, I can't miss this audition. Right. I can't, right, like, right. I can't. So I walked in, tried to run, tried my best to do these layups. And I told the guy, his name was Adon. I told him, I'm like, I'm, I tried to give it a go, but I can't. Like, I really tried. I really want to be on this show. He just looked at me and was like, hey, I, when you walked in this, when you walked in this gym, I was already going to pick you. You good. Just go heal up your, your leg and you'll be good. So I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> That's how it happened. Hey, man, nice. look at God. Yeah, it was, look at God. It's crazy. It's crazy. Dude, for real, though. I mean, that's amazing. When I thought it was over for me. I thought it was over. Yeah, but he told you, hey, no, you good. Yeah, they had a type where they, they knew exactly yeah, when like, you came yeah. there. They say, okay, like like the build and everything. And if we can just go ahead and just show any kind of athletic ability, right, right, right. We'll, we'll work out with the rest. And, and you can heal up, you know, obviously before they started production. Yeah, so. But I mean, let me ask you this, though. I mean, because uh, you play what? 12 different players. 12 different players. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I, I know it was Norm Nixon and, and uh, uh, Archibald, right? Yep, and, yep. and I don't Roby, know all 12. Roby Free, that was Roby like Freed. the other, other yeah. one. But yeah. So let me ask you though, because see. Here we go. We got, uh, let, me, let me read this out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To be read out. We, 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 we got Tiny Archibald. We got Earl Monroe. Downtown Freddie Brown. You played Norm Nixon. You were the double for yep, Norm yep, Nixon. Yep, yep. Uh, Ricky Sobers, Walter Davis, Ron Boone. World Be Free, Jim Brewer, Ron Brewer, and you were a random UNLV player. Random UNLV. <laughs> <laughs> that is 12. That's dope that, right that's there. 12 that's right it. There. That's yeah, it. when you got that's all it. listed there, man, that's, that's crazy, right? I love it. I and love you it. looked awesome in all of them, right? Thank you. Thank yeah. You. yeah, that was Thank fun. You. Yeah, yeah so but let me ask you, though, like, what, what's the real difference, though? Like, because you're acting like you're playing basketball mm -hmm. versus playing basketball. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's, uh, to me, like, how do you, how do, you do that? Because I'm competitive. I want to win all the time. But they want you to miss a layup sometime, probably, or want you, you know, what's that feeling? What? It's just a mindset, you know. It's like I, I can't use the same mindset that I had when I was actually playing. You know, I'm a competitive guy right. too. I'm, I'm very competitive, but you know, on set, you got you got a job to do. You, right, know, you got a right. job. You just what you're supposed to do. We've rehearsed this this scene uh, for two weeks or for a week or however long we re rehearsed it. So when we go in there and you know the, the cameras is on, like the competitive nature in me is to get this scene right. Right. to get what they want me to do right that's the competitive Regardless. part so just just making sure yeah just you know we we, we play all on the side when the cameras wasn't going show who was really good no, he, so. he, yeah. he had a chance because he did you did make a post i saw it and it was a video of magic he's like oops magic got me again from the show and he's yeah, like oh yeah, you got me again got me twice yeah he got, got me as ricky <laughs> sobers and he got me as um who's the other guy he got me that's uh, I forget who the other guy was, yeah. but yeah, he got yeah. Me. But you, you, you didn't get dunked though, no. Yeah, they yeah. were gonna say, "All right, dog, we 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 about to dunk on you tonight." <laughs> and then we got like, what if it was like three or four? You know, they had to get the scene right. You know, you gotta hey. fall every time. Hey, that hey. would have been hard. That's part of the set line. <laughs> it would have been hard, but hey, I'm, I'm here for a reason. I'm just yeah. asking. I'm just look, the dude like that played Landsberger. Oh yeah, he's yeah, the one yeah. that Austin, got dunked. That's my guy. That's my guy. Now Austin, I dunked on for real. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to take that. So you, but look, look, because like I said, we real. You happy you wasn't him though, right? You didn't want Yeah, I mean, actually, I'm not because you get stunt contracts if you get dunked. On, oh okay. You can dunk on me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, cool. that's a different deal. People, I mean, you are gonna get laughed at by your friends. You might come on here, y'all might laugh at me, but hey. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Hey, hey, this gonna be shown like ten years from now. That hey, was me. That, yeah, yeah, hey. you're right. You're right. I mean, look, I, I'm just wondering. Like I said, I, oh, I I, you. I'm you are. I'm kind of crazy, man. So don't mind me. I'm gonna let them ask you the rest. Of no, you good. No, I have a question. You, you brought up a name, the gentleman that you uh, uh, did your audition for, mm -hmm. Adon. Adon, yeah. Um, if I'm right, Adon was a coach for the basketball teaching the nuances on how to perfect how to be a certain player correct exactly, yep. um i'm really interested in what that was like uh because he actually taught solomon the gentleman who played kareem uh he'll be on on the 29th he'll be on the oh, show really? yeah oh, solomon. uh so solomon he was going to be on guys but uh uh i'm really interested because that is you know, that's particularly, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, the Kareem Skyhook, they even made it a huge part of the show. Mm -hmm. um, so what was that like and and how attention, what was his attention to detail like in working with him? He was a shout to the Don. He's super, super great guy, super great guy. But his attention to detail was was on the same level, or if not more, as some of my, my college coaches, you know, in the sense of he wanted to be exactly right. Not even just on the set days, even in rehearsal. It was like, we need to get this exactly right. And I mean, I think that comes because he's a pretty great trainer. You know, he I think he uh, trained Gilbert Arenas, uh, Steph Curry, uh, a couple other guys, which I didn't even know until kind of after the fact. But it made sense. It made mm -hmm. sense that 
you know, he he was responsible for working out with them and you've seen how he was on set. So he did a great job helping us out and, you know, kind of made it easy for us when it was time to get in them cameras because the way he, you know, wanted us to be in the rehearsals, it was like when it was time to get on set, it was. It was it, that's how it's supposed to be, though. Your, the practice is supposed to be hard in the, in the yeah. Game. yeah, for sure. For you know sure. what I mean? Practice so if he doesn't make that, perfect. Perfect mm -hmm. practice makes yeah, perfect. Right? Exactly. I think that's a LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you yeah. know, I ain't hating. Yeah, that dude. <laughs> I ain't hating. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing perfect about this dude. Well, he perfectly destroys teams. That, 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 that's yeah, man. He's, not, he's not a huge LeBron. I heard, I heard. Yeah, yeah. even, even so, with the four rings he got. Man, listen, I mean, you know, man, one I for the and I, one for the Lakers. I, I, yeah. I, well, look, the one with the Lakers, man. You know, look, I, I, I look, you know, I'm avid Laker fan. You know, yeah. you know, and, and when Carl Malone came to, I hated Carl Malone. I hated him. I don't hate LeBron like I hate LeCron Malone. Yeah. But when Carl Malone came to the Lakers, I had to root for him because That's he was it. on Lakers. That's it. Right? So I went on record and was like, LeBron James, I want to thank you very much for getting us the uh, opportunity to match the Celtics. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And then I went on to, to, <laughs> to talk about, you know, all the things that, He's doing that I don't like. Okay. Yeah. See the difference between excuse me between Carl Malone and um, LeBron James. Like Carl Malone came in and knowing that he just had to play third guy, fourth guy. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't going to try to be the face of the franchise because it's still Shaq and Kobe. Versus LeBron James coming in here and he's like he's the man and he's the face of the franchise. That hate might get magnified because you know this like a lot of people maybe didn't like him especially a lot of kobe fans because we see how they just basically just pass over kobe mm -hmm. anyway they talk yeah, about I, I like, like lebron that. james I legacy like, like kobe bryant is sitting right there and they're going to say like the heir apparent to mm -hmm. michael jordan is like lebron and kobe's right there with more championships and is like having the game and the mentality and everything but i don't I, forgive me you're a player um obviously you're a player but uh every player uh, admires and kind of looks up to other players and patterns their game. Um, you're young enough. Uh, who would you say you patterned your game after? That's crazy because I don't really feel like I pattern my game after one. If I had to pick somebody, or it, would, it, would, it, would, it would be Kobe. It would be Kobe. Just the mindset or I think just kind of idolizing his mindset was something that, you know, kind of made me a big Kobe guy. Mm -hmm. Just the way he kind of carried himself. Um Kind of the way he just played on the court, his 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 work ethic, everything like that was kind of what I admired more than anything. And um, I mean, I tried to play, you know, as close as Kobe as yeah, I could, of course, you know? right? But I can't really say I actually tried to pattern my actual game. Maybe the, the couple pull ups here and there, but definitely the mentality though is something mm -hmm. I definitely got from uh, from Kobe. Stat, my point here is: is it too soon? But should players, should young players, I don't ever hear young players coming out of class saying they're patterning their game or learning from LeBron. You know, because you have to be a, like a physical freak. For sure. You have to be I mean, that players, guy. Players talk about how Kobe influences. I don't hear players saying LeBron, and he's been around 20 years. Well, no, yeah. And, and, and But what makes LeBron LeBron is because he was just a specimen and he was just physically imposing on the defense. And so – you have to be – that's why Zion was kind of getting – when he was getting that buzz, it was like, oh, he's like kind of like baby Shaq. Like he's like just physically, you know, more, you know, than any other player around there. Like his aggression, like he's playing the game differently. You know what I'm saying? And we don't have anybody like that that can say that. And, you know, you have like like Edwards, like guy from um, – Anthony Edwards from um, – from yeah, Minnesota, absolutely. Boy, he's bad my dude. Player, no. my yeah. Bad player, dude. Yeah. Like Kobe, has the whole now. like he has that it yeah. factor. He like he's ready to go ahead. Like it's, it's just like how John Morant is. Like he's like we ready. We don't care where we're at. We are gonna just take this where we're at and we are gonna elevate it. And you gonna want to come here. You gonna want to know us. Nice. And that's where you see the mentality of these different players. And you're like, okay, you see the ones that are sticking out. That's why I didn't really believe in Devin Booker. That's why all that Kobe comparisons was like, that was like, slow that down. He's, he's not Kobe, you know? And so when you see Kobe and like, like, um, as you, um, excuse me, Mr. Henderson was saying, uh, it's when you talk about the, the mentality, that's something that kids can get behind. The Kobe mentality. That is a, that's a work ethic that everybody can still get behind. 
trying to be physically imposing over people, that's not going right. to happen. So, so it's it's maybe you'll agree, Mike. It's less LeBron's um, play; it's more his physique. Because I mean, kids everywhere are look, copying Steph Curry. Look, we saw everywhere like, shooting up from half court, and that's because he's he's every man. He's okay. every every person. Yeah, you know, the, he's 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 he like that's, that's relatable. That's yeah, relatable. That's relatable. Okay. I mean, look, look. That makes sense. The Shaq Diesel thing. Sat Yeah, I mean, you can't do that. Did, we shouldn't be talking about LeBron this much. Again, this much <laughs> right, we're we're, we're going to get into NBA playoffs. I, I would say this. Will, I think, will, it, I think it was about eight years of LeBron James running down and everybody moving out the way. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, literally, like, you know, yeah. then, then they're like, oh, my God. Nobody wanted to even you, play. It was going to hurt. It was going to hurt. You know what? I'm going to tell you. I was, Giannis, when he was in that bubble, and I was giving, I was giving Giannis everything. They'll tell you. Yeah. Cause when, Gian, when when Jimmy Butler was over there and they said, Hey, what's up? You gonna guard Jimmy? And he said the coach didn't tell me to. Dog, you oh, MVP yeah. and you defensive player of the year. And the coach didn't tell you to. So that's why you're not going over to guard the guy that's beating you. Like, dog, oh. I was so done on Giannis. He was nothing to me. He literally was nothing to me. But that following year when he went and got the championship, and you saw that light switch. You know what I mean? You saw like this dude say, "Look, I'm about to go take over this game. Can't nobody stop me." That's when he got my respect again. Like right. I saw the change. Mm-hmm. But in the bubble, no, I wouldn't. Y'all just nowhere near my team because you know I'm hard over talent. You know what I mean? I need somebody that's gonna go and 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 be there. You know, with your with your heart, your determination, yeah, yeah. way above talent for me. You know what I mean? That's just that's just how I roll. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right, let's uh, continue this talk with NBA playoffs here really quick. Because since we're getting there, you talked about Jonas. Jonas was eliminated today yeah. by the Boston Celtics. All right. All right. Okay, first of all, let's, let's just say this. I'm going to get this out. This Smell, is a Laker-centric show. Laker fans, we love to hate Boston. And it goes deep, and we always will. But there's just nobody I hate on this Boston team. There's no bad guy. I, I like Tatum. Uh, you know, we call them Kobe disciple. Booker's a Kobe disciple, but they're these people who believe in Kobe, you know, pattern again about what do you think about the Celtics? They're good. But I think Marcus Smart is that guy on that team. Marcus that you yeah. probably hate if, mm-hmm. if you had yeah. to hate somebody. But I lo- I love Marcus Smart. I love his game. I love the the way he the energy he brings to the game. But Celtics team, I, I honestly I had Milwaukee winning. I I'm actually surprised that they mm-hmm. that, that well Chris Middleton getting hurt. I, think, right. I knew it would be tough. That was hard. But with um yeah with with Middleton out there, I would have had Milwaukee. But Boston, you can't take nothing from them. They've been killing it all year, especially like the I think like after the All Star break or something. They've been playing crazy. So, I mean, hey, they playing hot. They can they can be anybody right now. Yeah, I love heartbeats of teams. Like Marcus Smart is the heartbeat of the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Draymond uh, Green is the heartbeat of of, of the Warriors. Like mm-hmm. they don't when Draymond not there yeah, and not struggling. imposing. The personality of the team, mm-hmm. then yeah, that's yeah. when they're not as good. Now we know what Clay and Curry and Wiggins, all of them do, but you have to, you know, you have to will the team to be a certain way, have a different mentality, you know, about it. So, man, Tatum, I hate that I like him <laughs> just because he's a Celtic. <laughs> you know, what I mean? just because he's a Celtic. Yeah, yeah. because because you you see it like this dude right here, you see. His, you see it in his eyes. You see his determination. You see that he knows that he's great, and he knows that he can take it over, and he's not afraid of nothing. Um, I just hate that's the Celtics. That's the Celtics. It's, um, it's, it's funny because you, when you see Tatum, and it's like you can see it all in him. Like you can see the Kobe. You can see it. Like it just – when you watch him play, and the way he's like – he approaches the game, it's like Kobe. Like he's like, okay, well – Game six. How can you knock him when he's in Celtic jerseys wearing Kobe stuff? I know, yeah, I know, and I understand that. that. I mean, he's, he's crossing you know why? over. I didn't think about How that. can we not? You know why? Cross, this is you know weird. Why? We he's can't in, have likable Celtics. Because he's, he's, he's in the Celtics Yeah, dude. Likable Celtics. But that really is that really is the problem with this this league now. You know, like there's very no yeah. There there is no hate. Like I love, yeah. I want you know, like we back in the day hated the Celtics. Yeah, and like on and off the As court. As you saw it many times. 
Right. right. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was, that it was is real right these, <laughs> these cats over there hanging out. Oh, you lemonade dog? Oh, cool. Well, I'm over here in Dubai. Won't you fly over here and hang out? You know, no. Austin, we don't do that. Like, like, you know that. what I mean? Like, the, the, it's just a whole mentality mm-hmm. now that makes it. But I remember. I remember they turned the air, the air conditioning off. You know, I remember the the fans going out there rattling the the pots and the pans, yeah, waking crazy. up waking up the Laker the Laker players the so that would they be sleep. I remember them turning the AC off. You know, yeah. making it and hot, the, turning the hot. You know what I mean? Like I remember that, and I feel that, and I'm not forgetting that. Yeah, I remember. You know, Archibald, no, no, uh, uh, Airbag, I watched that. Yeah, uh, uh, smoking cigars. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was oh. crazy to me too. Like back in the day, he was smoking cigars. Oh, he was doing that on floor. set. I'm like, why is they smoking these cigarettes? Yeah, you know? like because that was real life. That's like, real life. But, you know, it, 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 a sign of the times. I'm just gonna throw it out court. there. My mom <laughs> right. has a picture on the day I was born where she's holding me in the hospital bed with a cigarette right there. And I'm going, yeah, in the hospital <laughs> yes. bed. That's not in the hospital. Okay. Bed. So okay. that's just how that shit was. Yeah. You know what though? That's no seatbelts or car seats on the way home. Oh, oh, oh! Hey, hey, for real, for real. And we all live real. somehow. Like, no I helmets, to, no nothing. We I used to ride yeah. in the back of the pickup truck. We were going oh, to Rouse. Yes. We were going to Rouse. Sit in the we wheel. We were in the back of the pickup truck, bouncing up and yep. down. Sit in the wheel. <laughs> Sit right on the you wheel. literally going to jail right now. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, are yeah. pulling you over. Dude, yeah. And you're going your to jail away. for child endangerment. Oh, my God. probably a felony. And I was right. I remember on the freeway. Yeah. On, the, on the freeway in the back, just my dad said, "Don't sit on the wheel. Just sit on the put the back against the back." Yeah, and we, that was it. And we on the freeway, we just look at the cars, and we just in open air. I mean, just, nowadays, yeah. nowadays you just, change if you see a dog back there on the freeway. Man, yeah, right, it was a kid. Right, it's wild. Yeah. But yeah, so, but you some know, other times. That, right? that, that's a good that's a good segue though because you're uh, obviously younger than us, right? So what did you learn about? You know the the history of the you know the Lakers and the Celtics. Cause you literally they they were you know you obviously were in it, but you saw other scenes and things that are going on. Were you like, dang, were they really doing that? Is that real? Like, yeah, I think the main thing was probably the Spencer Haywood situation uh-huh. and yeah. how they said he was like doing drugs and all this stuff like yeah. in the locker room, like and then come trying to come out and still play the same. Like, I mean, I don't, I. Would, I highly doubt people doing that now. Like, it's, it was kind of yeah. Crazy. It's only weed now. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nah. just like I think, and even too, like, cause we we started filming with straight 1979, 80. So it was kind of cool to see how right before that they were talking how the the NBA was in trouble. Yeah, and it was yeah. like we need something. We need something to kind of help this league, you know, do something. Cause Dr. J not doing it. Like Dr. J is a great player, but he's not bringing in Kareem. He wasn't not, even live in. though. No games wouldn't even exactly, lie. yeah. So to see that, like Larry Bird and Magic come in, and now it's like, you know, then Jordan comes and kind of does does his thing. It's, it's kind of cool to see, kind of see how where how the NBA is now and where it was at, you know, in 1980. It was definitely some super. Yeah, cool David see. David Stern definitely was a visionary. For yeah, the league. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like when he when he kind of took it over, like in the early 80s, mm-hmm. he he realized that he could highlight players. Yeah, exactly. um, and then obviously Nike came in, and then. Started doing, you know, mm-hmm. highlight. Well, well, first uh, Converse. Well, Converse. Right? <laughs> that was crazy too. That, that whole magic situation. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. you saying. Yeah. See, we all learned. That's what's awesome yeah. is that we all learned something just watching the show. Uh-huh. I'm curious, you know, you're saying, did you learn something? But did you learn it? I'm assuming you watched the show as well. Mm-hmm. You had fun. But were you learning on the set or just doing your job and then learn more watching it? Because you I were there for way more watching. Yeah, right. Way With us, watching. right? Yeah. With everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because perfect. for me, it was just. I wasn't uh, like acting, you know, doing the actual acting scene. I was straight basketball, the basketball scene. So everything that we did was more or less, let's just do these scenes and, you know, we're going to do that. So watching the actual show once it came out, it was like a whole nother thing for me. It's like yeah. I was kind of watching a whole new show. And then the basketball stuff was what I saw. Oh, yo, hey, yo, this is yeah, my part. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm watching the show like, in tune like everybody else. And yeah, it, was, it, was, it was super cool, super cool. Yeah, we learned a ton. What was it like uh, with the cast? Like uh, Quincy Isaiah was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Solomon Hughes, uh, Dr. Solomon Hughes, yep, I yep, believe yep. it is. Um, and then Spencer Garrett playing Chick Hearn. Chick Hearn. Um, I mean, a- Adrian Brody. I mean, it, it, the, I mean, the casting yeah. is just absolutely yeah. outrageous here. Um, I'm sure they were all fun and everything, but you could tell us, dude. How much better at basketball are you than Quincy and Solomon? And, you know, I mean, they got uh, we won't we won't tell nobody. Nah, it was we 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 had some battles. We had some battles. Really? Okay. But, I mean, this that's what I do. It's what I've been doing my whole life. Like the same way they take they they took acting is the same way I take basketball. Like that's yeah. kind of my thing. So 
I mean, I they they knew it. They they knew they knew that I could play, so they didn't really try any, you know, try to play me one on one or nothing like that. <laughs> like I'm not gonna try to act out act them or anything like that. But you know, we we have fun on set. They definitely got better, you know, throughout throughout the set, throughout the the the, the whole se- season, probably four or five months into the season, you can see them getting better. You can see them kind of. Falling, falling in love with their roles, you know. Actually, seeing Quincy out there, actually looking like Matt. He's like, okay, oh, that man. was an actual Matt. Good, yeah. good play right there, Solomon. You know, getting the. I actually think I had a conversation with Solomon. He said that he's been working on his hook shot, this that Kareem hook shot for like three years, or he, four yeah. years. Like once he found out he got the role, or maybe had a chance on getting the role, he was working on that hook shot. So Damn. you know, he really take that serious. Yeah. Him and Don. Yeah. Like, Kind of mastered it, so they, yeah, they, they did they, absolutely yeah, mastered yeah, it. They mastered that's it. that's yeah. one of the most interesting parts. Is is again the story's great. They sensationalized a little bit. It's fun, mm-hmm. um, but the you have to get the players correct. You have to yeah. get their at least mm-hmm. their play down mm-hmm. and the plays, especially the famous play. Yeah, for sure. Right. The fact that he's when he just when he goes up and he looks just like because you know it, when when Kareem was doing it back in the day, like we. We saw the whole thing, especially it looked beautiful in slow mo. You know, in slow mo, he would just come yeah. out and out of the sand, and you just were looking at fools, just like try to block, and there's no way. And he just like wop, just every time, yeah. every time, and to see that same motion through him, Solomon just had it down pat. And I'm like, man, that's, sure. that's a lot of that. What you were talking about earlier, that attention to detail. You yeah, know? and I'm gonna give you a little nugget. You know why he Kareem started the, uh, doing his, his shot? Why? Why is that? Because they allow out loud dunking. That's crazy. So I didn't know that. So because of him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. because of him. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they so so they were like, you can't dunk anymore. He's like, okay, cool. Well, I'm about to give you a shot that you ain't never gonna see. Yeah, Yeah. it's like a dunk. That's what the best is. (laughs) Right. Kobe injured his right, started shooting with his left. Yeah, get it. I'm still playing. So that I mean, that's a little history about how that started. Yeah. So, but see, that's why I said we look at it from a perspective. And that's what's great about this, this show because it's so timeless. Because everybody in Georgia for different reasons. Yeah. Right. Because we look at it like we were there, like we we were little kids and wanted to be in the form club because we knew oh, it was cracking. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> we knew it was cracking, and then you actually are kind of in there, like, oh, dang, they, were they really doing that? Yeah, oh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, it, it, and then you know, his girl just watching a really really good show mm-hmm. that has production. great yeah. acting. It has great production. So that's why we think it's funny when people say, oh, my God, I don't like it. I'm, I'm mad or I can't believe they portrayed me like this. And they oh, probably never West looked at it. Me. And I'm like, dude, this is a great. Right. If it's true or not, it can be fiction, non-fiction. Right. This is a great production. And, you know, you know yeah. top to bottom. Every uh, time Jerry West opens his mouth, he looks more and more like that character. It, that's it. That's <laughs> what I was saying. I'm no, that's saying a, that's that right a total now. catch twenty two. He that's has to like, be quiet. If you've been playing, you're gonna look. You look just like <laughs> right, that dude right now, dude. You know, Calm down. Like the, the show is making sense now. Yeah, it's like I <laughs> see that. Right. Everyone's like, I see that. Okay, you're, you're absolutely right. And you know, uh, the one thing that we did for sure discover uh, out of the characters, we know uh, this. We know that you brought up Spencer Hayward. Uh, Spencer Hayward has come out and said that as far as he's concerned, uh, his character is portrayed 100% perfectly. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that's, which that's is funny. scary. Which is scary. But that's amazing, though. But yeah. yeah. But I mean, isn't that cool? I mean, he said, Y'all know all I mean, of them. I mean, <laughs> he's like, Yeah, they didn't tell you this, so I'm going to yeah, just I mean, I'll, sit, I'll sit happy with what yeah. the, I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that actually made me look good. Pop to advisor, please. You know what I'm good. I didn't do that. I did that. Right there. Perfect. I mean, but that's what's so crazy about it though because uh uh and i was telling them like off air i said i think really the ones that's complaining about it are upset that they weren't a part of it they weren't a part of it yeah. you know what i mean i you know because see all of a sudden now because see there was a tweet like a couple of days ago uh when the genie bus they asked genie bus hey did, did this really happen and there was a scene when uh jerry bus was talking to magic talking about hey me you it's gonna be me and you and we about to make you know uh something that ain't never been seen before and he said well you know how I feel about the show, but yes, this is true. Like, we, dog, what are you talking about? Like, like. Oh, so, oh, by the way, and then she says, if you really want to know the truth, our show comes out on Hulu in the next one. So it's a plus. It's, it's a business. I yeah. At the end of the right. day, it's a business. You know, yeah, they're it's a going. Business. They, they want to make their money their way, and I don't know if they're making money off ours. They're so making money. Man. I don't think so, they are. So yeah, it's like, they I mean, what, look. That's crazy. But yeah. Jeannie ends up looking really good in this show. So oh, yeah. yeah. She's, yeah, you know, she's really, the brain. Really good. 
the the other person, so Spencer, uh, supposedly he says, it, you know, was pretty true. And then um, the other character that comes out looking like, forgive our uh, my Spanish here, an asshole, uh, would be Chick and Chick her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> we have confirmed that he was indeed that guy. Yeah. Uh, he and was, I was disappointed, man. Yeah, because we I all. I expected that. He was, and, and, and I think I can quote or paraphrase, uh, Roy Firestone simply said, yes, uh, you did not cross chicken. If you did, you paid dearly for it. And that was that. And the show, I think, so it would appear that so, the two of the, 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 the most outlandish, yeah. like, are saying, no, everyone's saying, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. The only one that isn't is Jerry West, which, if it's correct, you would have expected right, it from right, him. Right. If you know what I'm saying? So that's the irony. Right, so right. Shout out to Spencer Gear, though. That's, that's some play, Chick Hearn. He yeah, yeah. We're, actually, we're going to have Spencer. He's in New York right now. So we talked to Spencer okay, as okay. well. So we plan okay. to Yeah, we love him, dude. He's I mean, we're going to keep running. Look, we've been trying to dissect this show because it's so great. And and we literally are reliving it. And everyone loves it. Yeah, everyone loves it. So it's only 10 episodes. However, they have confirmed season two. Uh, originally speaking, we thought that season two was going to be starting with the Kobe and Shaq. However, they are going to continue, I hear, with the Magic Kareem and Pat Riley uh, dynasty. Um, do you have any information you can share? Or I don't have any. I mean, I actually I don't even know. Like, I really have no idea. I would hope. Know that they don't go all the way to Kobe and Shaq just yet. I don't know. Yeah, not not yet. Okay. Eventually, we should get there, no. but it not not mm-hmm. yet. You know, kind of keep going into this whole dynasty because they won what five championships. You got five in the age, right? seasons at least. Yeah, yeah. Each season is a championship. Yeah, you can fast forward, exactly. and then you yeah. do the championship season every time. It's winning time for right. for God's this sake. Doesn't that's end until Magic announces. Yeah, and that's, that's, not that's, where that's where it started. That's where it will end. Oh yeah, exactly. yeah and right not there until. That scene. So we gotta get there. there. Right. We gotta get they there. didn't win it the next year, but the following year the Lakers won, right? What? Um, so so they so, so they won. So eighty. Year. So eighty we win. Eighty we win. Eighty one the Celtics win. So that's how it was. That's how crazy it was okay. because the Celtics came back like Larry Bird's like, nah, okay, I'm not okay. gonna ride. And that's when so Magic, then he come and Magic is hurt at, and asked got uh yeah West had fired. fired. Because he was oh, out. See, they got to get into all that. So, like, they can't, so, yeah. can't just go straight to And then the yeah, next yeah, yeah. year, I think in 82, we lose because that's when Dr. J gets his championship. Uh, 83, we win. Okay. In 83, we come back and win. And then 84, it was the showdown. It actually was a showdown between <sighs> I met Boston. I hate 84. And, that was the and, first and, time yeah, right that, there. that was the showdown, finally. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And then we lose. 85, we win. 86, Samson shot. You'll know if you know about the, we lost this weird game, and, you know, it got eliminated by this luck shot. And then we play the Celtics again in 87, and then 88, the Pistons. And that's how we won. That was our five championships. Okay. We won okay. in 88, and we lose in 89, and then 90 was just like, I don't even know what the hell happened in 90. Do we know what the hell happened in 90? Uh, I know we lost, we lost oh, to the Phoenix yes. Suns 4 uh, 1 in the second round. Yes. What? Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> and then the next and year then, we go to the championship and play the, play the Bulls. Right. And we would have beat, listen, I, I truly believe we would have beat the Bulls that year if 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 we, uh, Matt, Worthy, 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 got, Worthy, Worthy got hurt. Worthy. Worthy got hurt. And um, Who hasn't I even made Magic. an appearance yet. Right. In right. the show. Yeah. Because he wasn't drafted yet. Right, yeah, no, no. Yeah. And, which is 84. Yeah. So there's or eighty three, I think eighty three. Yeah, there's so much. There's so much. There's so plenty to cover. Plenty of work for you, hopefully. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, slow down a little bit. We don't gotta rush all the way to Kobe. This is like ten seasons. Just just touching on the the potential of eventually, because you know, much like these rock biopics, the Queen story, Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, once those are successful, you get Rocket Man. You get all these others that are good. They're great. So there'll be more of these coming out. When they do, and they will tackle the Kobe Shack, but we've said here is just like, who plays Kobe? And if I would, love to. would you take that <laughs> yeah. on? You would, would. Do, you would do that. Oh, that is a pressure. It, wow. it is, but hey, I'm proud to. I, 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 I do it. That is. <laughs> I, do it. I mean, it, it's so touchy, man, because. Uh, you you know that they're gonna have to touch up. Oh, they got to. Yeah. Oh, we and, gotta do Colorado. And how you? I mean, how you gonna? You know, how you gonna have? Who's gonna play Vanessa? You know what I mean to yeah. sit down and and play back that scene. Who's gonna play the chick? 
I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> okay. Somebody and, gonna play. And how and how are those families not going to be affected by that? That's just that, that whole thing. That it's like it's, it's kind of like, uh, but it, but it it's deserving. Yeah, but uh, yeah, pressure. but if it was if if Kobe was alive though, that's what I'm thinking. They could do it because Kobe can be like, yeah, I'm just gonna have to take it on the chin for a couple of years. But but Kobe, back, would, you know but Kobe like, would have probably done it himself. No. He would have been in charge of the production. Then just, that, that way, he winning time. In the, uh, no, he made a made an appearance in winning time. Did you see that? And he was in the oh stands. yeah, yeah. They brought him in. Super cool scene. The baby, the baby. Yeah, that show. It's like, well, that might be again bringing it full circle. Right, right. Exactly. One more thing. Yeah, there are. You know, that is kind of strange, isn't it? That that Magic's first game in San Diego after being against the Clippers, Jelly Bean. Uh, Joe Bryant was there. Kobe was there. Just it is a little strange. Kind of crazy, right? That, that yeah. two of the greats were. Yeah, in the same spot, and know, didn't even know what they had away, no or, idea what this you know y'all proximity you know later what is going to mean for this franchise. Right. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. All right, so so before we go any further, I'd love to regress a little bit, Anthony. Um, tell us a little bit more about how you ended up even getting a chance and and playing uh, or getting your game to a chance where you could try out, even though you're injured. Uh, for winning time. Uh, let's go back uh, and start out. So you said uh, you were born and raised in Ohio. Yep, yep. Um, tell us a little bit about that, playing, your, your playing um, uh, uh, career and coming to LA. College ball, yeah. For sure, for sure. So, um, yeah, I'm from Toledo, Ohio. I'm just, like, right on the border. That's all I tell people. Like, five my, if you leave out of my, uh, my, my driveway, it takes us five minutes to get to Michigan. So okay. right there on the border, 45 minutes from Detroit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All so... Right. So, yeah, so born and raised there, um, I ended up going to school at Bowling Green, which is about 30, 35 okay. minutes south of Toledo. I uh, played there for four years, played there, um, then eventually had the chance to go play professionally in Canada. So I played up there, and then it was kind of like, that was kind of the introduction to L.A. So it was my, my Canada season was over with. It was like, okay, what do I do now? I need to go train and kind of figure this, figure this out. So do I go back to Ohio? You know, what I kind of, what do I do? I made a decision with me and my brother who was sitting in there. We had made a decision to come out here, you know, kind of figure it out. He came out here for school and I came out here to train and kind of like maybe, you know, just train and go back to Canada. That was kind of the, the, the thing I was going to do. And then, yeah. Like. And then I ended up getting a job here in analytics, you know, for the NBA. Wow. Yeah. Started doing that for four years. Started doing that um, pretty much. The name of the company was called Second Spectrum. Okay. So, yeah. So just diving all the crazy stats that you see on ESPN, like, LeBron James is on. I don't mean it's oh, go ahead. LeBron <laughs> James is, is from Ohio. Is, yeah, he's forty-five percent with his left hand. Just different, you know. The stats yeah, yeah, you yeah. see on ESPN, yeah. like that was second yeah. spectrum. That was, that was us. He, so he, he's he's uh, what four and ten and stuff. Uh, I mean, that's like, easy stats though. Yeah, four. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a little bit more in depth than that. But right, right, yes, yeah, stuff like that. Mike yeah. likes the low hanging fruit when it comes to LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a hater. <laughs> I ain't hating. I, I want to hear your story though. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so yeah. So um. So yeah. So that, that kind of what kind of got me out here. Uh, kind of got me to kind of be in position to kind of be be okay out here. And then that's kind of where it was like I'm in Los Angeles. Um, and just take advantage of you know the opportunities that I have. Is that your first time even? Visiting LA was that trip, or had you been here before? Uh, that was my first time ever. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I've never been to LA till I was 25, 24 years old. Yeah, yeah, that was the first time out here ever. So that was it. That was pretty much the intro, and kind of never looked back. Change your life, man. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it it really did. That's what LA would do, man. Because I always believed in myself. I always believed in my work ethic. I feel like I can, you know, be okay anywhere. You know, with with my work ethic so that's kind of how it happened and then it was like being out here and the opportunities it sounds kind of cliche when people always say like la has so many opportunities but it's, it's it really true it's really it true as long as you put yourself out there and you're willing to to work for what you want i feel like you can make it you can make it yeah. wherever so that was kind of how, how it happened and then you know eventually just kind of started diving into acting and different things and that's what kind of led to to winning time now you play ball uh, in pickup ball runs yeah. and such. You play a lot at Venice, right? Yeah, we hang yeah. out at Venice, of course. Yeah, you're in a production yeah. there. Uh, so you play uh, for Venice ball. So so you're hanging out. You're mm-hmm. you're you're in the know. Um, would you consider yourself a street baller? Street baller? Oh, uh, that's tough. That's tough. I would I would consider myself just a hooper. Yep. Uh, I guess I'm. I would label my. I'm in in that category now. I would say I'm a street baller, but. 
I'm not the guy that's going to be out there, you know. I, when I think of street ball, I kind of think of a guy that's going to be doing and a bunch one. of crossovers, a bunch of whole bunch of That's not my game. Bro. I'm one. a shooter. Like, I, I shoot the <laughs> ball and I, and, I, and I dunk. I jump. So that's kind of my my thing. So it may be a lane for that, you know, coming in if you want to consider that a street baller. But I, I kind of label myself as a hooper. All right. So yeah. you just play, play, play where the, yeah, the yeah. talent is and yeah, where you can get exactly. a good run. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm a, I'll play wherever. Wherever, wherever the game is at, I'll play. I, lo- I love basketball. I, I mean, that's basketball. that's interesting. One of our friends of our show is uh, White Chocolate. Okay. And, okay. and, and uh, you know, <laughs> he's he's hilarious, but he literally did the whole breakdown for us. You know, okay. About you know about the runs and you know yeah, his yeah. attorneys <laughs> and all that stuff. But then he also categorized like the type of players the same way. So like we you you know you said that you're a hooper versus street baller makes sense to me because. Yeah. You know, it, it, he's he definitely is a street baller. Like, mm-hmm. can you you do you talk a whole lot of crap? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. That's not really that's not really my game. Yeah. I, I never was that guy. Like as a kid, shout out to my uh my one of my first coaches, Eddie Noros. But yeah. I, on my on my trophy in fourth fifth grade, it was called I was called the Quiet Storm. That was my name. Okay, because Ooh, I was known. That's to a kind good. Of, yeah, that's yeah. a good street baller. Man. That was, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was known to be a guy that just I score. It, yeah, I know. Yeah, you know score and not and not talk. I hey, just go right hey, down the hey, court, and that yeah. was my name. You know, mouthpiece. <laughs> hey, mouthpiece. My name was Quiet Storm. Yeah, yeah you know right, what I mean. Yeah. Mouthpiece. Go ahead. I regress. Remind me. But you know what's what's cool about like you know when you go out there and you play with those street ballers, like you come from like this background that has a bunch of fundamentals so a lot of that stuff we're doing with the flash like you you're just trying to get to point a to point b right. efficiently you know what i'm saying like and some of these guys are going out there they're trying to just do the for the flash you're like i'm just trying to get the ball i'm, to score. I'm just trying to get the ball to the <laughs> yeah. you know whatever however i gotta yeah. do it i'm gonna get it these points are gonna count the same you know style points out here you know what i'm saying so it's it's i know when when you have a person that's coming have a college background and and coming there with fundamentals, it messes a lot of dudes up out there because they don't see anybody to be able to just go out there and just be efficient with their shots like that, you know. And Yo, my man be at the at the three point line like I'm gonna let him do all that stuff. He gonna know look past me in about five minutes. Right, he's gonna be there for the shot. <laughs> for sure, for sure. That's the beauty of basketball, though. It's like it's not one way to play. Right, there's there's white chocolates. You know, yeah. there's me. There's there's some big men out there. Like it's, yeah. it's hezzy guys and all these different guys that one foot guys. One foot guys. Yeah, shout, <laughs> shout to Jordan Sutherland. Yeah, that's just a bunch of different guys out here that that play the best way that they can play. And it's and it's room for everybody. It's that's room true. for everybody. It's true. All different styles, all different yeah. styles. Yeah, right. Um, and you know what? You're right. You're a hooper, uh, street baller. Street ballers are hoopers. Yeah, just, hoopers. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. where, where you play, yeah, right? For sure. It's where you play. It's where you play. Yeah. Yeah, so, I agree. so so that's all good. All right. Um, so where does uh where does Anthony see himself going? What do you obviously you're looking to do some more acting? Um, you said yourself that if you were given the chance, you would take on the Kobe <laughs> role. Sure. I mean, sure. wow. Um, so uh in winning time, uh you were hired for your skills. Mm-hmm. Um Something like that. You're hired for your acting, acting talent, and yeah, so yeah, forth. So that's yeah, something yeah. you're really looking forward to doing. Then. Yeah, for sure. Like I always tell people, I didn't when I came out to Ohio. I mean, came out to California from Ohio. Acting was never really my like dream. It wasn't nothing I really kind of wanted to pursue. But now that I'm here, it's like why not take advantage of it? I'm right. in the door. So and you've been me, on set. You've been on it. set. I've met these people. I've, I've created these connections. So it's like. Why not stop? Why stop here? Keep going. You know, go take acting classes. Go talk to different actors about their journeys, and you know, just just go all the way. You know, yeah. you only live once. You only yeah. live once. So why I not? Why not? I love it. Take why advantage not? of the opportunities exactly. that are given, exactly. and take it as far as you can go. For take sure. your skills as far sure. as you can go. Uh, how often are you out there? Like you said, Venice and so forth. How often are you in pickup games these days? I don't go to Venice too much unless just the VBL, which is the Venice Ball League, yeah. which they have once a year. That's out there every week then. Mm-hmm. But as of now, I probably go out there maybe once a month, you know, get out there. Because it's always I, – I love Venice. It's, it's, it's that rough ball that you kind of need. Yeah. You kind of yeah. need it. I mean, you don't need it too much because it's concrete <laughs> and yeah. people out there playing in jeans is ready to follow you. But, like, you definitely, you definitely need it sometimes, though. Yeah, it toughens you up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. It kind of, you know, change your mindset a little bit. So yeah. those days when you're not, you know, you're not selling for threes, you're going there, you know, with the – 
with get the file, you know. So Venice yeah. is definitely a, a time and place for going to play in Venice for sure. Especially when I got people that's coming from out of town and everybody gotta go to Venice at least once. So right. That's yeah, what I tell everybody. Every yeah. always. We go to Roscoe's, then we go to Venice. Yeah. Like, that's kind of that's kind of the two things I always I always take yeah. my people. Yeah, let, let's eat these waffles and chicken yeah, and they, yeah, go they go ball. Yeah, you know? go. Man, look, that's that's a young people game. <laughs> we gotta do either or today. Either or today. Either we gonna go ball.
he, he's an amazing player. <laughs> like, like, like he, he was just him. so he had to give exhausted it up, because he just he was like he, he got. <laughs> it was weird having to like uh, root for um, uh, Larry Bird on the dream team, but when he was yeah. shooting the ball. Yeah. I was actually happy for him. Yeah. Right. I was like, oh, yay, hey, Larry Bird. Yeah, he fight, was a little hurt, but we, I was like, yay, Larry Bird. We fight for America. We fight for America. I was like, what? Celtics world? was serious, wasn't it? Oh, uh, dude, you uh, don't understand. Uh, still to this day, when I games, if but, I see people in Celtics or I go to the Celtics games, it angers me when they're cheering yeah. for them. Oh, yeah, I get mad. But, we, but see, we don't have to look that far, though. That's We had the Kobe. We had the Kobe KG finals. Yeah. So... If anybody, we as like you know adults, we were young when they were doing it in the eighties. But then after when Kobe again, again, we were able to be like okay, full adults right, and right, seeing right. like okay, this is what it was all that's about. True. You got we you. felt it like this is what true. happened. But if you really want to understand and step back, help me remember that documentary. They it's it's, oh, yeah. it's uh Bird versus Magic no versus yeah they did they did a series like it was like. Maybe like it was Magic versus three part, three part thing. No, it was a Celtics. It was Celtics, Lakers. Oh, Lakers versus Celtics. Yeah, yeah, and and it was Ice Cube that was doing the West Coast narration, and it was uh, who was that guy? Not I want to say Mark Wahlberg, but not him. But anyway, basically, look look at like I think it was his brother. Yeah, it it was one of but literally. They start in the '60s when the Celtics were just whooping our and, and by ass. The way, Jerry West, was, right? Right. It was yeah. ugly. They were just whooping our ass and talking shit while they was doing it, right? Man. And then like Ice Cube didn't even really come on until the second. It was like three episodes. It was like three mm-hmm. episodes. Ice Cube didn't have nothing really to say until you know <laughs> the second episode, right? You know what I mean? So, but you really because I called Pat, and I said. Dog, I'm so pissed right now. Yeah, because they were just gloating, and you just felt it. Yep. Like Cedric Maxwell, uh, you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, I mean, and look, if you really, really want to see it now, though, watch a Lakers Celtic game, and then watch James Worthy. Okay, right? Because James Worthy, yeah. you know, he, I mean, he that dude pulled out yeah, if you watch a, a cigar, you know, and, and and was talking about with Cedric Maxwell, like what they doing, <laughs> like look. look if okay. you th- their mentality, the old school, the Showtime here, which what you was on, their mentality was literally like Buck Foster. We oh. don't we don't care how sorry we are. We gotta beat them now. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll finish on this. I'll I'll do a little bragging. Um, I was well. We will get to that too. Uh, I was lucky enough as a Lakers season ticket holder to be in the building for many iconic uh, games and and Kobe situations because my tickets were during the Kobe era. Um, and I was blessed enough to be in the house for game seven against Boston. Um, so, uh, that was absolutely amazing. Um, while that game was full of tension, um, and pressure, the release after from the crowd when they finally won it. I mean, I've been in that building for many high pressure games, but nothing like that game seven. Cause every point was like pulling freaking teeth. Yeah. And everyone was tight. Kobe was tight. Kobe everyone struggle, was yeah. tight. Um, and, uh, you could cut the tension with yeah, an inside staples wow. at the time because it was, I mean, I, Lakers fans, I don't know what they would have done if they had to walk out of that building while the Celtics were celebrating on the Laker court. I oh, do no. not know what they would have done. Well, I'm going to tell you, you was at Staples. Me and Pat was in Long Beach at Bubba Guns. Oh, nice. And we were cursing out. Everybody. <laughs> Everyone got Except some. Except for Meta Everybody. when he hit that three. Shot right. Meta. And when we won, boy, me and Stat Pat had a full body hug for about, <laughs> for about three minutes. Am I lying? Tell no, me about mine. Dog, it was man, a dude, full body. Like, up. <laughs> like, 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 basketball brings I mean, together. Hey, it was a we, release. we did it. Like, we did it. We did from it. Yeah, we, Cup. we did it. Yeah. <laughs> from the whole Cup. crowd felt like that, too. Man. Like, we made it through this. Oh, my God, dude, dude. It's real. Man, it's so palatable. Man, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean. Dude, Dude, it's real. I'm we, yelling. Everyone's just letting it all out. Like, all the stress and attention. Oh, right my God. Okay, yeah. so we're running over. Oh, Before yeah. we go, Money Mike's got something for you, please. So, yeah. So, anytime we have a guest come on the show, uh-huh. we always like to, you know, grace some gifts and things like that. So, I got you a special gift. I'm not sure if you're a Dodger fan. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's you know, a fan. Okay, now, yeah. You LA all the way. So, what I'm giving you are one of our exclusive Prince Nation shirts. Oh, and what's special about this shirt is in 1998 and 2020. I'm sorry, 
1988, which is the Showtime year, uh, or years, and 2020 was the, this was when the Dodgers and the Lakers both won, both won the championship. Oh, man, I appreciate so that. So I'm going to give you an exclusive Profane Nation shirt that commemorates <laughs> that you, moment. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. This is, this is dope That's right here. Yeah. This is dope. Yeah, we really appreciate you. Before we go here, uh, we'd like you to have a chance. Please tell all our listeners and our followers the best way that they can keep up to date with what you got going on. You've got YouTube channels and Instagram. Please be sure to let them know. Yep. So, which camera that? Uh, that this one right, right here. Right yeah, there. So, my YouTube channel is Hen Dogs right here. H E N. This is the first three letters of my last name. And then Dogs, D A W G Z. That's my YouTube. And then my Instagram is Ant Henderson2. Uh, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter—they're all Ant Henderson too. I try to keep everything the same for to make it make it easy for everybody. But yep, that's me. That's awesome, and he does keep active. Uh, get on the winning time group because he's on oh, yeah, there. For sure, for Post sure. pictures, keeps everyone up to date. Um, we just couldn't be happier to have you here. We hope you had a good time. Uh, we hope we can invite you back here someday yeah. soon. And uh, thank you yeah. so much, Step Pat, Money Mike. Let's go. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right. I'll be on Fanny Nation podcast. Thank you so much. You guys know where to find the audio. It's coming out on Tuesday everywhere that you hear podcasts. That's Spotify. Mm-hmm. That's iHeart. You name it. Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Uh, this video will be on YouTube and Facebook. So go ahead and watch it. Check it out and share it with your friends. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week with another great guest and then back the next week with another great guest and back the next week because you know that's how we do it. So okay. thank you very much for Fanny Nation podcast. We'll see you. Peace. Peace.